Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. But what we're talking about tonight is we're in a series on what to do in the wilderness. What to do in the wilderness. And you might be visiting and you might say, well, what in the world is that? Well, that wilderness season is that dry season. It's that season where you feel stuck. It's that season where you feel stagnant. And you're asking God, where are you? God, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand what's happening right now. I don't know the why or the what. I don't know how. God, I feel dry. I feel stagnant. I I, I need you, God. Where are you, God? That's the wilderness seasons of our life. And we all go through them. And you might say, Pastor, why did I come out here tonight and come to Church on the Rock on a Wednesday night? Why should I listen to you? If you'll listen to me for the next 30 minutes, I promise you, I can get you through what you're going through. We'll say it one more time. I can help you get through what you're going through tonight if you'll just follow me. Is that okay? All right. So I'm going to go to the screen, guys. Let's see if it works tonight. Okay. The wilderness seasons of our life is necessary to fulfill our calling. We can't run from them. We can't avoid them. We all go through them. And they're necessary. The wilderness is a requirement. Can you say that with me? The wilderness is a requirement. It's a requirement. Uh, You know, our guest speaker that we have for our Marketplace ministry Saturday, if you haven't signed up, you need to sign up. You say, Pastor, I don't have a business. Well, you want to increase, don't you? Cost of living has gone up, right? They tell us we're paying $700 more a month just to live than we were a year ago. So we need to know how to increase, and we're going to show you how to do that in our Marketplace ministry. Our guest speaker, Dan Gable, he is the keynote speaker this Friday night before he comes to be with us at Iowa State University. 5,000 students, and he's the keynote speaker Friday night. And he's going to be with us Saturday night along with Jason Selk. We get two for the price of one. It's going to be awesome. But anyway, the requirement is the requirement, the wilderness seasons of our life to fulfill our calling. Dry seasons are where you are asking God, where are you? God, why is this happening to me? What is happening? Why is it happening? In the Deuteronomy chapter 1, let's start there tonight. We're just going to review for a little bit, and we're not going to get into it deep. So you can go to our website, look at the previous sessions on this series. What do you do when you're going through a dry spell, stagnant, feel like you're not growing, wondering why, what's happening to you? Look here with me in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 2. It says, it was only an 11-day journey, but yet it took them 40 years. This is the children of Israel. They were delivered from Egypt. Moses was their leader. And it was only an 11-day journey. It was only supposed to be a season of 11 days, but it took them 40 years. So it tells me there's things we can do in our seasons to lengthen them or shorten them. It's up to our behavior. It's up to our behavior in that wilderness season. 
Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Say it with me if you would, season, season. and purpose. So you need to understand what you're going through tonight is a season, and there's a purpose for that season. It's not a wasted time. God's not mad at you. God hasn't abandoned you. God hasn't put you on the shelf. God hasn't forgotten you. You are on his mind. Amen. Amen. So we need to know with every season, there's a purpose for the season I'm in tonight and what I'm going through tonight, all right? So I need to know these things. Number one, my life is made up of seasons. That's number one. Number two, every season has a purpose. Every season has a purpose. Number three, there's a behavior or a correct response for each season I'm in. I can lengthen it or shorten it. Give you an example. The children of Israel, they murmured and complained. And the Bible says complaining lengthens your season you're in. Okay, that's just an example of behavior. So there's a behavior or correct response for each season. How I respond in that season, get angry at God or worship God. Get bitter at God or expect to get better through the season I'm in. My response determines how long it is or how short it can be. 11 days or 40 years. I vote for the 11 days. How about you? Raise the Lord. I vote for that. Number four, I have to learn what the right behavior is for that season. It's a learning behavior. You know, through experiences, we grow, right? Through experiences, we're learning. As long as I'm learning, I'm not losing, okay? Somebody might have all these experiences more than you or more than me, but if they haven't learned from them, they're not any wiser than you or me. It's not what I go through, it's what I learn from what I go through, okay? So I have to learn what the right behavior is for that season. Number five, the wilderness season is when God is preparing me for what he's promised me. In the wilderness season, you're going to find out, is that promise or destiny from you or God? It's going to be tested. The promises that God's made to you, uh, the prophecies that have been spoken over you, they will be tested in the wilderness season. The wilderness season is when God is preparing me for what he's promised to me. You don't want to arrive before you're ready. You and I have seen people that have been Christians for a long time, and then all of a sudden they do something stupid, and we think, how could they do that? Well, they ran from the wilderness seasons. They avoided the wilderness seasons. They didn't respond correctly in the wilderness seasons, but yet kept moving forward, and their character wasn't strong enough for the promotion in their life, the pressure and the stress in their life. God's really protecting us, isn't he? So the wilderness season is when God is preparing me and you for what he's promised us. Number six, we need to know the wilderness season is where God is protecting me to handle the pressure and the temptation that comes with a promotion in our future. God's actually protecting us so that when the promise does come true, the dream does come to pass, we're able to handle it the stress, the temptation, and the pressure. 
So the wilderness season is where God is protecting me to handle the pressure and the temptation in my future, okay? Deuteronomy 8, verse 1, 2, and 3. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe. So during the wilderness season, we're learning obedience. And obedience is the requirement for blessing. Say that with me. Obedience is the requirement for blessing. God loves all of us, but God can't bless all of us. Okay? Obedience is a requirement for God's blessing in our life. If we're willing and obedient, we eat the good of the land. So we learn obedience that you may live and multiply, go in and possess the land or the promise or your future or your destiny or your calling, which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Next verse, verse two. And you will remember in the wilderness that the Lord your God led you all these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you. So in the wilderness, what are we learning? Humility. We're getting rid of pride and we're learning humility. Humility is being a lifelong learner. It's not the experiences. I look back at this building 20 years ago. We left this building to go to that campus. I look at all the experiences that we've gone through, but if we haven't learned in those experiences, we haven't matured or grown or gone forward, right? So it's real important then that we understand in the wilderness, God is teaching us to be lifelong learners. Here's a, here's a good quote. Be a student in the storm. Be a student in your storm. Lifelong learner. He's teaching them humility and to test you to know what is in your heart. So the wilderness is a time of self-awareness. We're going to look at that in just a minute. Whether you would keep his commandments or not. Verse 3, so he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. So we find out in the wilderness, God doesn't give us what we want. He gives us what we need. Y'all remember that? Okay, we really delve into this the last few weeks. We're not going to hit it again tonight. That he might make you know you not live by bread alone, but you live by every word, that's the Bible, scriptures, promises that proceed from the mouth of God. So in the wilderness, we want to create an appetite for the word, one-year Bible. We don't want to run from the Bible, ignore our Bible. We want to press into the Bible, press into the word, because in the wilderness, he will give you a word. In the wilderness, he will give you a rhema. In the wilderness, he will give you a rhema word, okay? So uh, these scriptures, aren't they powerful? Yeah. So number seven, God is teaching us humility, and humility is a magnet. Humility is a magnet that attracts everything God has. He said, if I humble myself, he will promote me. So really what? The wilderness is a time he's preparing us, teaching us humility, so he can promote us and trust us with what he's promised us. Oh, I, I like it. I like it. Number eight, God's testing me so I can become aware, testing our heart. God knows what we'll do, but we don't know what we'll do. So God's testing us so I'm aware of what and where I, not my wife, not my husband, what them, not her, not him, but where I need to change. God's testing me so I'll become self-aware, won't be a victim, but be a victor. 
I'll, I'll get out of my own way. I'll get out of, so many people are in their own way, but not you and me. Amen. All right. Number nine, these are things you need to know that will get you through that dry season, that's stagnant. You feel like you're not growing. Nothing's happening. The devil tempting you to quit, give up, backslide, say it doesn't work. Well, the devil is a liar, right? And his pants will soon be on fire. God is giving me what I need instead of what I want. Number 10, he's developing hunger for God's word. Developing a hunger for God's word. Number 11, I need to know what I'm going through tonight is necessary for spiritual growth. It's necessary for spiritual growth. That's so important. So if I try to avoid it, I won't grow, right? If I complain and murmur about it, question God, get mad, get bitter, give up, I won't grow. I'll keep going around Mount Sinai for 40 years when I could have done it in 11 days. It's a time of revealing, refining, shrinking, and stretching. What you're going through and I'm going through tonight is a time of revealing, refining, shrinking, and stretching. We went through all these the last three weeks, looked at the scriptures for it, okay? Looked at the scriptures for it. And uh, so we're just kind of going over it tonight to get to our new information. Next slide, guys. Okay. Number 13, God is developing my character. I need to know tonight that what I'm going through, to get through what I'm going through and not quit, not give up, not miss my future or my calling, I need to know God is working on my character. God is developing my character. Behold, we read it last week, Isaiah 48, 10, 1 Peter 1, 6. We looked at it last week, verse 7, verse 14. This is brand new. Here's where we begin tonight. I need to know, I need to learn how to trust God that he's working behind the scenes. I need to learn to trust God. Even though I can't see him or hear him or feel him, I feel dry. I feel stagnant. I, I don't feel like I'm growing. I don't feel like things are moving. I don't quite understand. I need to learn to trust that God is working behind the scenes even though I can't see it. Are you with me? Okay, so let's look at some scripture to stand on for that. Job 23 and verse eight. This is Job 23, verse eight through 10. Watch this, this is so good. Behold, I go forward to the east, but God's not there. I go backward to the west, and God's not there. Next verse, next slide, guys, verse nine. Can you do it for me? Okay. I go to the left hand to the north where he works. I seek him, but I can't see him. So notice Job saying, I'm looking everywhere for God and I don't see him. I don't hear him. I don't feel him. I can't behold him. He turns himself to the right and to the south. And Job says, I, can't, I still can't see God. I still can't find God. I still can't feel God. Verse 10. But even though I look to the north, the east, the west, and the south, and he's not there, but he knows the way I'm taking. And he's concerned about what you're going through. And he appreciates and is paying attention to every detail of your life. 
when this is over, he's tried me, he's tested me, he's stressed me, he's refined me, and I'm going to come out on the other side as refined gold. Isn't that good? Have you ever, y'all been there like me, right? Where, God, where are you? God, I don't feel you. I, I went there. You weren't there. I went here. You weren't there. I looked around. I couldn't see you. But yet you are working behind the scenes. And you are concerned about what we're going through. And you do know every detail of our life. And if we'll just cooperate, if we'll just cooperate with you, God, if we'll just cooperate, you'll take us through on the other side because you're working behind the scenes, all things together for our good. And we'll come out better, bigger, to a large place, a spacious place on the other side. Come on, let's have a praise break. Thank you, Lord. Wow. I like it. My foot has held fast to his steps. His ways have I kept, and I'm not going to give up, quit, or turn aside. Oh, I like that. Number 15, things I need to know. Focus on developing a strong spirit. Focus on developing a strong spirit. Pastor, I don't know what to do. I'm dry. I don't understand. It seems so long. Why is this happening? Why hasn't it happened? Why does it take us so long? I feel like God left me. God's mad at me. What should I do? Focus on developing a strong spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs 24.10, if I faint in the day of adversity, my strength is small. Okay? So I want to focus on developing a strong spirit. And if I'll just stay with the process... If I'll just keep working out, if I'll just keep, you know, tracking my macros, if I'll just keep showing up in the gym, if I'll just cooperate with the coach, right, I'll get stronger. I'll get stronger, okay? If I'll just stay with the program, just cooperate with God, I'll get stronger spiritually. So I want to focus on developing a strong spirit. This is so cool. Look at these scriptures. This is about John the Baptist. So the child grew and became what? Strong in spirit and was in the deserts. Where did he get strong? In the deserts. Where did he get strong? In the wilderness till the day of his manifestation to Israel. So where did John the Baptist develop a strong spirit? In the desert season of his life. But can I bring one more thing to your attention? Notice that desert is plural. Deserts. There's going to be every season, every part of our life is a season. Every season has a purpose. And notice it's in the deserts that you and I should be getting stronger in our spirit. Because we're preparing for what God has promised us in our future. The desert is a requirement for our calling, okay? So the child grew. What are we supposed to be doing in the desert time? Growing. Even though it doesn't look like it, just stay with the program. Even though it doesn't look like you're lifting any heavier weight, your muscles are getting defined, just stay in the gym. Just stay in the program. You know, Dan Gable, who's going to be with us, and you don't want to miss it, folks. He is a legend, Seriously, and, and, and you don't want to miss it, but Dan Gable says that if you stay with a diet for 30 days, any diet will work. It's just staying with the process is what he's saying, all right? So the child grew, became strong in spirit when he was in the 
deserts till the day of his manifestation to Israel. All right? Luke 2, 40, Jesus. And the child grew and became what? Strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Okay? This is Jesus. He grew and became strong in what? So what should you and I be focused on, on tonight? Not social media, but the scripture. Not Facebook, but the book. And developing our spirit and getting stronger, right? Getting stronger in the desert season. Luke 4, verse 1. This is Jesus, okay? Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit into a wilderness season. So when you and I are going through the wilderness seasons of life, we're not out of the will of God. You are in the will of God. And there's a purpose for what you're going through tonight. It's not wasted time. Don't waste it because you'll have to redo it. Deserts, plural, right? So we want to learn from our experiences. Learn from what we're going through. Be a student in your storm. Be humble, a lifelong learner. But notice, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, okay? So the wilderness is not out of God's will. It's in God's will. It's a requirement for your call if I respond with the right behavior, if I develop my spirit, if I learn obedience, if I become self-aware, it's nobody else but me. I'm standing in my own way. It's getting quiet now in the Methodist church. Y'all were with me until I got right there, weren't you? Praise the Lord. Okay, we'll move right along. Amen. Verse 14. He was there for 40 days, right? 40 is the, is the number for testing. 40 is the number for testing, okay? Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out throughout all the surrounding region. He returned in what? In the power. He returned in the power of the Spirit, led by the Spirit into the wilderness, developed a strong spirit in the wilderness, and came out strong. Didn't come out dysfunctional, didn't come out bitter, didn't come out mad, didn't come out limping, didn't come out with loss, but came out in the power on the other side of the wilderness. You're going to get through this if you'll do what I'm telling you, these 29,000 things. Only at Church on the Rock, right? You're only supposed to share three. If you'll do these things, it will get you through the struggle you're in tonight. It will get you through this. I'm telling you, it will get you through, okay? So the next scripture, okay, next number 16, to strengthen you for greater battles in your future. The wilderness is to strengthen you for greater battles in your future, right? Big vision, big battles. Big dream, big battles. The bigger the dream, the bigger the battles. It's strengthening you. It's enlarging your capacity. Do you remember that scripture where God says, I won't give you any more than you can handle? Well, if I can't handle this, God can't give me more. So strengthening me for more. It's strengthening me for greater battles because on the other side of your battle is bounty, right? Is the spoils, is the goods, is the blessing. On the other side of your battle is the blessing. Turn to somebody, they need to hear that. Tell them, on the other side of your battle 
is your blessings. Oh, let's thank God for that, can we? Oh, y'all sound so good tonight. Praise the Lord. Wow. The wilderness, oh, and I want to end with this one, and this is where I wanted to land. The wilderness is a place where you get a greater revelation of God. The wilderness is the place where you run to God and you get close to God and you get in his word and God gives us what we need, not what we want. And things drop off and we make the changes and we get closer to God and we go to a new level of obedience. The wilderness is a place of a greater revelation of God. Now, can you stay with me for five minutes? Okay, because this is awesome. Isaiah 40, verse 3. The voice of one crying in where? The wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Notice that in the wilderness, there's a highway to God. In the wilderness, there's a highway to God. In the wilderness, there's a highway he makes straight in the desert, a highway to God. Now, stay with me, okay? Isaiah 35, verse 1. What is that highway? How do I get on it? That takes me to a new revelation, a new relationship, a new picture, a new perspective of God. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them. Wow, she'll be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. You see, wilderness, wasteland, desert, it says it's good for them. They're to be glad in it. Why? Next verse, verse two. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing in the wilderness, in the wasteland, The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The excellence of Carmel and Sharon, they will see in the wilderness, in the wasteland, they will see the glory of the Lord and the excellency or the attributes and the nature of our God. Next verse. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Get stronger in the wilderness. Say to those who are fearful hearted. So there's a confession we need to learn in the desert, in the wilderness, in the wasteland. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong and do not fear. Our words, we found out Sunday at Church on the Rock, control our bodies. Our words control our feelings. And so when you're feeling down tonight in the desert or the wasteland, what you need to do is get your confession in agreement with what God has said over you. Let the weak say they're strong. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Oh. Wow. So remember, remember the context in the wasteland, the wilderness, and the deserts. Say to those who are fearful hearted of their future, be strong. Do not be afraid. Behold, your God will come 
Your God will come with vengeance, with the reward of God. He will come and he will save you. It's just a season. There is a purpose. Things you need to know. Apply them and he's coming with deliverance and transformation and breakthrough. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. But I still want to know what that highway is. Because in the wilderness, I get a greater revelation of who God is. God gets bigger. How big is your God tonight? God gets bigger. Look at this. A highway shall be there and a road. And it shall be called, oh, here it is. Here's what that highway is. And it shall be called the highway of holiness. The highway of holiness. Didn't we say that in the wilderness, he's refining? He's stretching, he's shrinking, he's getting rid of things that need to go and adding things that need to come in the desert, in the wilderness experience. So that highway to God in the desert, the name of the highway is not 70 or 94 or 40 or 44. The name of that highway is holiness, holiness. And holiness, we've been talking about at Church on the Rock for the last two weeks, is called sanctification. That's the process, okay? So the, you, t- you tell me now, quiz, what's the name of the highway? Holiness. holiness, okay? So it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. Whoa. But it shall be for others. Who's it for? Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. So the name of that road is holiness. Look at, look at Hebrews 12, verse 14. Pursue peace with all people and pursue holiness. Why? Because without holiness, no one will ever see the Lord. That's not talking about when you get to heaven. That's talking about your daily experience on earth, walking with God. I'll never really see how good God is, how great God is, how God is for us. I'll never really have a clear picture of God until I get on that highway in the desert called holiness. Because without holiness, I'll never have a good picture, perspective, revelation of God. So the wilderness is a place where you and I get a greater revelation of the goodness and the greatness and the awesomeness, excuse my English, of God Almighty. Amen? I'm done. Give God praise as the team comes. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.